0: Hi, this is Janet Lansbury, and welcome to Unruffled. Today, I'm responding to two separate emails from moms who share a common and universal challenge, giving a resistant infant or toddler their medicine. I know that Mary Poppins recommended a spoonful of sugar, but we all know that it's not quite that simple with our children. Now, here are the emails that I received. First one, hi Janet, I love your blogs and always refer to them when considering how to raise my daughter who's 10 months old. I'm currently in the middle of a huge problem though, and I'm hoping you can offer some practical advice. I did read your blog on this topic and the comments, but I couldn't find anyone with a solution to this problem for a baby of my daughter's age, other than tricking. My daughter has some antibiotic medicine that she needs to take for a week, or on day three. She absolutely refuses to take it. This is what I've been doing, preparing her that she's going to have some medicine and then she's going to have her meal, then picking her up and putting her bib on, telling her it's time for her medicine, acknowledging that she doesn't want to take her medicine, but she's going to have her medicine now and then we can have some food, sitting her in my lap and trying to put the syringe in her mouth. At this point, she shuts her mouth tight and turns her face away. Then I just keep saying the same stuff. I know you don't want to have your medicine. I understand. Then, you must take your medicine now. Please open your mouth. Then, I'm going to put the syringe in your mouth now, etc. It then ends in me trying to get the syringe in her mouth when she opens it to protest and try to squirt the medicine in there bit by bit. It's a sweet medicine, so although it's not delicious, it's not too disgusting, but she really hates it, and I feel like I'm torturing her by forcing her to swallow it. I'm clearly doing something wrong here. How would you approach this? I would rather not disguise the medicine in food because, firstly, I don't want the food to taste of it and her to refuse the food, then the medicine would be wasted. Secondly, I would like to teach her to take medicine when she's unwell, even though she doesn't like it because there may be times that she's too unwell to eat but still needs medicine in the future. Thanks in advance for any advice. Okay, so first I'm going to respond to this one, and then after I do that, I'll read the second one and respond to that so I don't get confused. (laughs) Okay, so it sounds like this mother is taking the steps that I would recommend. She's preparing her child, she's walking her through the steps, she seems to be acknowledging the daughter's feelings about not wanting to take the medicine, and then she's getting stuck So the one thing that I feel missing here is an important overall point in approaching any situation with our children, but especially situations like this that are a little bit difficult. I have the sense that this mother is doing something that I think we all commonly can fall into with an approach like this that gives guidelines and with a child who is not verbally communicating with us yet. It's really hard to do anything besides follow the guidelines and stick to that. But what what matters here what's what's most important here is that this mother is actually engaging with her child spontaneously in that moment. Yes, the guidelines are helpful for us as a framework, but we have to use that framework to be real and talk to our child as a person in that moment. And that's what I kind of feel missing in this parent's description. She said she prepares her. That's great. Then picking her up and putting her bib on, telling her it's time for her medicine. That's good. Okay, now I'm going to pick you up. And let's put your bib on because then you'll be all ready to eat your food after the medicine. And then acknowledging that she doesn't want to take her medicine, but she's going to have her medicine now and then have some food. Okay, so I wouldn't acknowledge anything that, you aren't seeing in that moment. So I wouldn't assume that she's not going to want to take her medicine. I would approach each episode uh, with a fresh attitude. Don't acknowledge unless that's the response that you're getting. So let's say that you don't know yet that she doesn't want to take her medicine in that moment. And you've told her it's time. This mother says she says she's going to have her medicine now and then we can have some food. She tells her that. So yeah, you can repeat that if you want, but I don't think that's necessary. I think it's fine just to say it once. Sitting her in my lap and trying to put the syringe in her mouth. So I'm not sure how that's actually looking, but I would not just try to put the syringe in her mouth. I would say, okay, I'm going to put this in your mouth. I need you to open your mouth a little bit. And then at that point, if I see resistance, that's where I would say, yeah, it's really, you don't really want to open your mouth for this, do you? Why would she want to open her mouth to put something in that's, you know, a piece of plastic? Be in that moment with her. At this point, she shuts her mouth tight and turns her face away. So if that happens, I see you turning your face away. You you really don't want this right now, do you? So that's what I would say. This mom says, I just keep saying the same stuff. I know you don't want to have your medicine. I understand. This is something I commonly hear that in terms of acknowledging feelings, that parents are kind of going through the motions of that and saying the words without really being comfortable acknowledging the feelings in the moment. They say, I understand, you know, (laughs) which is kind of saying, I know you don't want to do this, but I want you to do this. That's different from saying, I see you. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to, you don't want to put this in your mouth. I see. Yeah. You really don't and being comfortable honestly taking that in, not just kind of trying to say something to bridge around it, which is the way I notice that a lot of parents are maybe interpreting or misinterpreting the advice to acknowledge the feelings. It's got to be real. It's got to be genuine. It's a spontaneous back and forth between us. We're seeing what what they're giving us and they're showing us how they're feeling and you know we're willing to stay with that and really allow those feelings to to be allow them to be really expressed and not be afraid of them not be afraid of talking about them openly and having them out there i know for me this was hard and is still hard sometimes because it feels like, oh, now we're saying something and now it's going to overwhelm us that she feels like this and we're giving this too much power. But it actually works the opposite way. If we can really allow our child to know that, you know what, I really see this. I really see you here not wanting this. And we can be comfortable and kind of fearless in our acceptance of that. That's what clears the air for children to be a little more open to our insistence on things. And like, medicine, we have to insist. This isn't an option for them. We can't just let it go. We've got to do it. So through this honest interaction, that's how we're allowing our child to feel like a participant in their care, in this activity, and not feeling like Here's another thing they're trying to do to me, you know. They're they're just trying to do this to me. She's trying to say words to make me do this instead of really being in this with her as a thoughtful person. So, I wouldn't keep saying the same stuff as this parents says. I wouldn't even know what I'm going to say, but I would say, what's happening right here? And I would allow that to be. And I'm not talking about spending a lot of time. We don't need to spend a lot of time acknowledging the feelings if we really allow them to completely be. So it's that total acceptance that is needed. And that doesn't take any longer than saying, I understand, you don't want to do this, but it is different and it's much more satisfying to a baby just as it would be to any of us when we feel really heard. So instead of, I know you don't want to have your medicine, I understand, and then she says, you must take your medicine now, please open your mouth. I wouldn't say you must take your medicine again, because I think that's implied in the fact that we're sitting there <laughs> with the medicine and that we aren't going to give up on it. I love that she's saying, please open your mouth, because that politeness, especially if we're not frustrated or annoyed or you know scared in that moment, if we're really just being genuinely respectful to our child, then that's really helpful. Joining your daughter in this experience. And if she still resists and she can't open her mouth there, you might say, I know it's so hard to open your mouth when you don't want this stuff going in. You know, again, seeing her point of view and then saying, you know, I really have to help you open this mouth because we've got to put this medicine in. And that is when I would try to open her mouth a little bit with your hands. So this very loving, respectful, but at the same time, You know, sometimes you need this extra push from me when it's important. So then this parent says, it then ends in me trying to get the syringe in her mouth when she opens it to protest. So I I wouldn't put it in her mouth when she's opening it to protest, when she's crying or, you know, yelling. That feels sneaky. It feels like Yeah, we're just trying to kind of slip it by her, and I I wouldn't do that. I think it would be better if she opens her mouth to protest, that you let her protest and really help her feel heard. It's hard to believe that this works, but it really, really does. And if it's not working, there's a very good chance that she's not really feeling heard 100%, that she's not really feeling like you're okay with her not being okay with this. I think it would be better to give that a moment, let her say her piece there, And then say, yeah, I hear you. And now I'm going to put this in. So I I would not try to sneak anything by her when the syringe is going in. I would always let her know. And then this mother says, I feel like I'm torturing her by forcing her to swallow it. It's hard for her to swallow it when she's crying. And that's another reason I would not put anything in there, you know, when she's not knowing that this is going in now, you know, when she's in the middle of letting out a breath, that's not going to help her to swallow it. So it'll be easier for her to swallow it when she's done with the cry or at least has gotten to express it a bit and then is calming down and then you can give it to her. So that's what I would do. I would be honest. I would help her to join with you in this experience by really hearing her, really hearing what she has to say about it and then being very communicative in what you're doing. Okay, here's the second email. It's a slightly different situation, but a similar struggle. Dear Janet, I have a 14-week-old baby, my first, and I came across the Rye Method and your blog and books a few weeks ago. I'm so glad that I did. This type of parenting greatly resonated with me from the very beginning, and I've been practicing Rye with my son ever since. There is a special circumstance concerning my baby in that I need to place eye drops, which sting a lot, into his eyes each morning. This is something I will need to continue doing for at least a year. He cries each time for a few seconds, and what I do currently is smile at him and tell him that I know it hurts in a sympathetic voice. I also say, it's over, when I see that he starts to calm down. My question is, how do I speak to my baby when I'm doing something that hurts but is necessary? Thanks so much. Okay, here again, all that's needed is to be in an honest relationship with our child. So it's not about special words, it's about treating our child with respect, understanding that our child is aware, and that the goal is to have an experience together rather than I'm doing this to you. So the way that would look in this situation is you would say, okay, now we've got to put these drops in your eyes, this is time, I would have this as part of your routine, so since you're doing this every day for a year... I would build it into the routine that it happens after something, maybe after you're nursing or whatever time you think works best, but that you let him know in that time before. Then you say, "Okay," and after we're done with this, it's going to be time to put the drops in your eyes. And then I would say in the moment, "Okay, now I'm going to put this drop in it. I know it's it stings sometimes; it hurts in your eyes, right? So you're being upfront. You're being honest." You're you're not trying to avoid any truth here. You're going to let him know that you know that it stings. Now he's crying and she says what I do currently is smile at him. So I wouldn't smile at him when he's upset as if to say you should feel I <laughs> you should feel like you're happy right now or you should be smiling now. I would really allow him to have that feeling that he's having. You know, you're not going to start crying as well, but To really see, yes, ah, shoot, that really is hurting you, isn't it? That really, really hurts. So similar to the parent with the medicine, I wouldn't try to say it in a sympathetic voice. I would really see this person in front of me and empathize with him and let him know that you understand and that you hear what he's saying. Sympathetic tends to be, oh, this is such a terrible thing. And I believe that it's much more helpful to see it as a strong protest. Ouch, you know, if it stings, he should be able to say, ouch, that hurts. And we should ideally be able to acknowledge, yeah, wow. Ah, I know that stuff really, really burns your eyes, doesn't it? That can't feel very good. Empathizing rather than sympathizing. And then she says it's over when she sees that he starts to calm down. But again, here, I wouldn't have a routine in what I say and what I do. I would really let go of all of that and just be present with my child in these situations and approaching them every time in a fresh way. Just like all of us, children want to be with us in the moment. They don't want to hear practiced words and phrases and attitudes. So... The wonderful thing about this way of approaching giving children medicine or anything else that we do with them, the wonderful thing for us is that it actually frees us when we can see our child as a person. It takes everything to a a whole new level for us. It's more interesting to engage fearlessly with a person that we're the leader of, you know, we're we're the leader in these situations. Our children need us to be. They obviously need a lot of care when they're very little, but this is still another person that can engage with me, that has a lot of thoughts and feelings, and that can make our whole experience more exciting and and interesting as parents. So that's the benefit for us, and we also bond every time in one of these experiences. We get a little closer. There's more trust that develops when we're honest and when we're willing to hear all the hard feelings. In fact, we want to know those feelings. We want to know. So I really hope that helps. And please check out some of my other podcasts. They're on my website, JanetLansbury.com, and my articles as well. I have a lot of articles about this topic. And again, both of my books are available on audio at audible.com. No Bad Kids, Toddler Discipline Without Shame, and Elevating Child Care, a guide to respectful parenting. You can also get them in paperback at Amazon and an ebook at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Apple.com. Also, I have an audio series. It's called Sessions, and these are recordings of my consulting sessions with parents. And we discuss their urgent parenting issues. And you can check these out by going to my website and clicking the button that says Sessions on the top toolbar. And you can order individual episodes or get all six recordings for about $20. Thanks so much for listening. We can do this.